Hello again, everyone, and welcome to it. It is the Derek Hunter Podcast for what the hell is it? The 11th of August, 2022. Happy Thursday to you. I'm Derek Hunter. I am your host. Let's get right to the news. Let's do this as quickly as possible and tell you about patreon.com slash Derek Hunter Podcast where you can get extra bonus content. You can get the week in effing review, the news talked about the way it deserves to be talked about, and enter all the contests. You can also go to DerekHunter.locals.com, your choice. Two avenues, no waiting. And I really do appreciate every bit of support that I get from you guys there. So thank you so much for that. Patreon.com slash Derek Hunter Podcast or DerekHunter.locals.com. Whatever one floats your uh, boat politically. Now, let's get on with the show. We have a, a lot to get to today. And of course, uh, you know, we'll have updates on the raid and what have you. But it's it's funny we got new economic numbers. We got new numbers on inflation this morning. And the media is beside themselves with joy. Democrats are exceedingly happy that inflation was only 8.4 or 8.5% last month. <laughs> I'm not I'm not Hey, oh, it's uh, yeah, no, that's that's not good. I don't know if you're if you're playing the home game, don't bother trying to find it in the rules. It is not good. CNN described it this way. Breaking news. U.S. inflation took a breather in July thanks to the falling costs of food and gas as consumer prices grew at a slower pace than in previous months. Wait, that's not taking a breather. That's growing at... Ike Turner... I'll make an Ike Turner analogy. Ike Turner punched Tina Turner... A hundred times two months ago, this last month, he only punched her 90 times. Congratulations, Tina. You've gotten a breather on the abuse. In your- no, nobody would look at that. Everybody would look at that. And that's horrible. It's horrible because it's horrible. A 0.6 percentage point break, quote unquote, is meaningless in the grand scheme of things. But the media is going, oh my goodness, yay. We've uh, we've been abused at a slightly uh, lower rate, slower rate than in the previous month. Which, the previous month, uh, the month before the last one, was just as bad. So you're like going, this is not good. Realistically, 0.6% uh, is a rounding error. You could easily... You screw that up when doing the calculator function and it, it doesn't really matter the associated press breaking falling gas prices gave americans a slight break from high inflation though the surge in overall prices slowed only modestly consumer prices jumped 8.5 percent in july compared with a year earlier down from 9.1 percent a year over year jump in june needlessly verbose is needlessly wordy but it's more accurate than the way cnn did CNN, oh inflation took a breather Infl- well so inflation was gone prices dramatically dropped because for inflation to be gone you'd have to lose the added costs that inflation brought in the first place you have to get rid of that not just oh you know what we're at the same level 
Worth the say can't be Matthew McConaughey in Dazed and Confused. I get older, they stay the same age. Uh, no, it can't be the same level. It's got to go back down to where it was before the inflation kicked in. Now, with to hear them celebrate gas prices, what are they last month? If you remember, luckily I do. That's why I am here. Last month they said what? They said, well, the inflation numbers are false. The inflation numbers are artificially high, you see. Now, why is it that uh, inflation numbers are artificially high? Well, because they involve, include gasoline prices, high gasoline prices, which have begun to fall at the beginning of July. And so the White House was saying the inflation isn't really all that bad. It's certainly not 9.1%. It's because those numbers take into consideration the old price for gasoline, which we no longer have to pay, thanks to Joe Biden, who could do nothing about gas prices when gas prices were going up, but all glory unto him when gas prices are coming down. You sit there and you go, okay, wait a second. So if you think about that logically, if you think about that rationally, June's inflationary numbers were artificially high because of high gas prices. Now they're out there congratulating themselves. They need Tommy John surgery from patting themselves on the back so hard, reaching back over them, patting themselves on the back because gas prices have come down somewhat. They were up 150%. Now they're only up 100%. And they're congratulating themselves. So that's a pretty significant drop in gas prices over the course of the month of July. And yet... Prices, inflation, only saw a 0.6% drop. Might that mean that inflation is not dependent upon gasoline prices the way that the Democrats have been declaring it to be? Might it mean that it does, in fact, mean that? It means that inflation is much more broad-based and baked into the economy than Democrats would have you believe. It means that the printing presses at the U.S. Mint and the Treasury going nonstop actually have ramifications. That's what it is. Because if they said that old inflation numbers were based off of gasoline prices being too high, and gasoline prices did nothing but fall in the month of July, something for which they demand you give Joe Biden credit for, and yet inflation is only down 0.6 percentage points. Something doesn't add up. Something is rotten in Denmark. It's almost as though these people are lying to you. And of course, these people are lying to you. Anybody who looks at a CNN report and says inflation took a breather. If you notice in their headline, because they know that most people will not read beyond the headline and most CNN viewers can't even read the headline, but the, the headline, most people won't read beyond the headline. There's no information in there about what the actual number is. 8.5% is nothing to sniff at. Highest inflation in 40 years. But CNN's breaking news, U.S. inflation took a breather in July thanks to the falling cost of gas and food as consumer prices grew at a slower pace than in previous months. They pluralized months. It should be previous month. 
But that's not how CNN works. That is the dogged pursuit of the truth that has earned CNN last place in the ratings by an awful, awful lot. <laughs> so, yeah, it's great. It's less than expected. They were expecting, I think, 8.6% or 8.7%. They weren't expecting much. Or I guess they were estimating 8.7%. But these people are getting wildly excited. The recount, that left-wing rag of an organization that if you have showtime first of all you got to wonder why you still have showtime but if you have showtime this is and that's just based on the the content that showtime offers it's it's terrible politically correct content but if you have showtime you're subsidizing you're paying for the recount they put it better than expected report on inflation dow futures rising this morning yay better than expected 0.2 0.2 percentage points lower than expected. Now, those numbers will be easily revised up or down, but up in the future. But I just have to, for one last time, really emphasize the fact that this has been based on, well, that the last month's numbers Democrats insisted were based on were artificially inflated because of high gas prices. Gas prices have fallen in the past month, and yet the consumer price index for July barely noticed. They're going to try to tell you this is what the left does. This is what the left does. They try to convince you that you don't know how good you've got it. Or alternately, if Republicans are in charge, they try to convince you and they insist that you don't know how bad you've got it. Either case, they try to convince you of something that is not. Don't let them. Don't let them. This is where they live. If you have truth on your side, you don't have to lie. You don't have to spin this sort of garbage. You don't have to say, well, this is great news. We're heading in the right direction. One month does not make a trend. One month does not make a trend. And if the estimates factoring in, the government estimates factoring in the falling gas prices were only to have seen a drop of 0.4 percentage points, that tells you that the uh, driver behind this might not be gasoline prices. Certainly not a help, but it's not gasoline prices. You go to the grocery store, have you noticed prices falling yet? No, you haven't. If you go to a clothing store, you go to anywhere store, have you noticed prices falling yet? Better yet, you go to a grocery store, have you noticed baby formula on the shelves? No, you haven't. That crisis is still going on. Simply ignoring something does not mean that it goes away. Lying about it does not mean that it goes away. Democrats like to govern as though it does. So keep that in mind as you hear all this spin. You're going to need some drama mean the next couple of days. And then by the weekend, they will forget all about this. There will be something else. And most of the weekend shows will still be about Donald Trump and them trying to justify how it's cool and totally appropriate for the Biden administration to raid the former president's home uh, over documents, the mishandling of documents, the alleged mishandling of documents. 
And that's what we've got to talk about next. Like, I don't think this, the CPI number is not good, uh, but I've impressed upon you that it's not good. Democrats are going to lie about it. That's what they do. They have to. Tells you how bad it really is if they have to lie about it. But speaking of lying about it, the, uh, the Biden administration is claiming that the White House knew nothing about the rape. They had no idea. They weren't even in town that month. This entire administration is a president who wasn't in town that month. He didn't do anything. He won't do anything. By the way, the uh, Trump estate was raided over documents they say he should not have taken. Okay, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. The president didn't pack up the White House. The public, the Justice Department, in the pursuit of justice of the Federal Records Act, insist that they have to have these documents, and so they authorized a pre-dawn raid on the property when they could have just shown up and said, we'd like these documents. They, they didn't. They wanted the dramatic effect. I would remind you that Joe Biden's Senate documents, including anything that may have been filed by Tara Reid about the assault that she claims happened at the hands of Joe Biden, they're all still sealed at the University of Delaware. Can't access them. There's no push for that. Now, the Federal Records Act is does not, uh, this is how stupid our government is. Congress is exempt from the Federal Records Act. It only applies to the administration. Congress always exempts itself. They want to make sure that they and only they have access to their information. They have exempted themselves from the Freedom of Information Act as well. So all of this information that may well prove that Joe Biden is a pervert who sexually assaults women is sitting somewhere in the University of Delaware, unless, of course, Joe has dispatched trusted FBI cronies to go there, seek it out and destroy it, which is probably actually likely. There's no way. Once uh, once he was made aware of the fact there's probably this Tara Reid stuff up there, I don't think there's any way he didn't send his uh, his cronies up there to make sure that there's nothing there and destroy it so that when in 75 years or whatever it is, or five years after his death, when that archive is opened up, there won't be anything in there because that's what scumbags do. That's what totalitarians do. So one set of documents is so wildly important that the world needs to know what note was scribbled on a napkin or what letter Kim Jong-un wrote Donald Trump, or what letter Barack Obama wrote Donald Trump. History might not survive without that knowledge. So a raid is necessary, but whether or not the President of the United States sexually assaulted and, frankly, by legal definition, raped a staffer, for which there is a lot of contemporaneous evidence of people she told at the time, that we can't know. We don't have any reason to know, and the government isn't interested in knowing. This Justice Department isn't interested in knowing. The Attorney General of the state of Delaware isn't interested in knowing. Now, any weird allegation, no matter how far-fetched against Donald Trump, did what? It caused the launching of an investigation by the Attorney General of the state of New York. That's what happened. She's still out there, Letitia James. I believe she's deposing the president soon. 
in pursuit. She's admitted she, if elected, when she was running, her main focus would be finding a way to damage Donald Trump, going after Donald Trump. She's going to investigate Donald Trump to see whether or not he committed any crimes. There's no crime alleged. She's just going to use the full force of the state of New York's power to go after Donald Trump to see if he'd committed a crime. I promise you, I promise you, you, no matter who you are, and if you're a nun sitting there listening to this, if you would not pass this kind of examination. You will likely have committed a felony by the time you heard this today. Because there are so many, and there are so weird of felonies. And she hadn't found anything. But there isn't a single legal authority in the state of Delaware or in the federal government Department of Justice interested in talking to Tara Reid, who is willing to talk to any of them, who has spoken publicly about what Joe Biden is uh, alleged to have done to her. You seeing a disconnect there? Just saying, just, just throwing it out there. The raid heard around the world, ladies and gentlemen. The White House, fear not. <laughs> You want to talk about something that's really screwed up. The White House, their defense is, we don't know what the hell's going on half the time. That seems to be their defense. Of, we didn't have anything to do with this raid. We don't know what's going on half the time. Did you see Joe Biden yesterday he was trying to shake hands with Chuck Schumer after having just shaken hands with Chuck Schumer? Five seconds later, dude couldn't remember that he'd shaken hands with Chuck Schumer. You really think that guy is a mastermind to be able to order it. A guy can't order a pizza, let alone order the the Justice Department to do anything. There's a good case to be made for that, I suppose. But there are other people in the White House, in this administration, who could order a pizza. Who could order, you know, a Matlock DVD box set on Amazon and have it delivered to the president. And those people are the problem. I want you to listen to Karine Jean-Pierre. She is, uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this today or not yet, but she is historic. She is both black and gay and an immigrant. Three layers of historic. And uh, just denying that they had any knowledge whatsoever. She says that Joe Biden found out about this from the media. Now, if you remember back, this this line of BS is... uh, it worked during the Obama administration. And if Joe Biden wants anything more desperately than to uh, sexually assault staffers like Tara Reid and keep it from the public, he wants to be regarded like Joe, like uh, Barack Obama was. He does, desperately. He wants to recreate the Obama administration. Barack Obama didn't really do all that much. He, he got all the trappings of the president. The public loved him, the media loved him, and uh, he was a horrible president. But Joe's got the horrible president part down. The public doesn't like him. The media tolerates him because he's a delivery device, and that's it. He's what they have to swallow in order to uh, get what they support done. So there's that. But, uh, you know, he has filled his administration with people from the Obama administration. And he's governing, governing like Barack Obama. Barack Obama didn't meet with members of Congress very often, never met with Republicans, had no interest in meeting with Republicans, but talked about, we need to come together. 
because it's about what you say. It's not about what you do, especially when you've got a wildly dishonest media. They're happily, gleefully covering up for you. One of the hallmarks of the Obama administration was when there was a scandal to plead complete and total ignorance. No idea that it was going on, no idea that it was happening, and didn't even find out about it through official channels. Fast and Furious. Well, I found out about that from reading the New York Times. Really? You found out about that from reading the New York Times. The IRS targeting conservatives. You found out about that from reading the media. These were all things that Barack Obama said in interviews. I found out about that the same way everybody else did, reading the newspaper. Huh. That's weird. Now, occasionally, I suppose, theoretically, that could happen for the president of the United States. But a president of the United States who was worth more than uh, a, a, a small sandwich bag full of rodent excrement might then go to their chief of staff and say, what the hell, dude? Why am I finding out about something this big that my administration is doing from reading the New York freaking Times? Your job is to tell me about these things so I'm not blindsided, so I'm not caught off guard on these things, okay? So it's not a shock to me. So why don't you pack up your bags and I'm going to get somebody else in the chief of staff's position who will inform me, will do their job never happened under Barack Obama. He seemed quite content to hire incompetent people and to keep them around. I don't know. I found out about this the same way everybody else did. I was sitting there eating my Fruit Loops in the morning, and next thing you know, old Jed's a millionaire. Just didn't know. Hmm. Is that really a point of pride, Mr. President? Should that be something you're super keen about? Well, the Biden administration is trying to, and honest to God, there's no way in hell, if you, you, there's no way in hell that the President Obama learned about these things from the newspaper, sitting there eating his cornflakes. What the, what is this? Boy, I'm going to have to ask somebody out there a question about these things. Really? Really? Well, the Biden administration is trying to claim that they learned, that he learned, that all of them learned about the raid on Mar-a-Lago through news reports. That's it, through news reports. The Secret Service surrounds the President of the United States. The Secret Service surrounds the former President of the United States. The Secret Service was told that this was happening so that there wouldn't be any resistance. And uh, you're telling me that nobody, nobody knew in the White House? If nobody knew, people need to be fired. If nobody knew, people need to be fired. It's pretty simple. Anyway, listen to the very historic Karine Jean-Pierre read her response here. Again, this is a testament to just how untrustworthy they find Karine Jean-Pierre and how incompetent they find her, that a statement this basic has to be written and she has to read it. Repeatedly that the president learned of the news of the, the FBI visit to Mar-a-Lago the other day through news reports. Can you tell us anything more? Was he watching the news? Was he scrolling Twitter? Did someone in his staff flag it for him? I can tell you this. He was not uh, aware of, 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 uh, of, of the, uh, was it the Mar-a-Lago raid? I don't know what you guys are calling it, uh, uh, before it happened. So I can tell you so that did not know. 
uh, he learned about it really like all of us did. I'm sure maybe someone on his team flagged it for him, but he was not aware. What I can tell you definitively and for sure, he was not aware of this. He was, we were, nobody in the White House was. We were not given a heads up, uh, and we did not know about, uh, about what happened yesterday. We did not know. She's reading that part. I can tell you definitively. We found out about the way all you did through the media. We found out about this, that, and the other thing. Hmm. Is there anybody who believes that? Anybody who believes that, and then if that's true, why in the hell were our people not fired? Is there no one out there with any sense of, I don't know, decency? Any sense of normalcy? Any sense of sanity or reality? What's going on? That you can't do these sorts of things? And then to do it where you needed these documents. You needed doc. You needed nine and a half hours to find the ten boxes of documents. You knew where they were. That's what you needed. That maybe there's something more to it. If there's something more to it, we need to know about it. And if there is nothing more to this, then the Attorney General of the United States needs to be impeached. Period. Period. End of story. If it's just over pieces of paper. The Attorney General of the United States needs to be impeached. The FBI director needs to be impeached. They need to be removed from office. If that's all there is to it, they should both be removed from office by the President of the United States for not giving him a heads up on this. But if you're looking at a situation where they are willing to go for nine and a half hours, and according to the New York Post, they turned off the security cameras, at Mar-a-Lago. They crawled through Melania's closet. They went through her clothes. Now, what are all those going to have to be dry cleaned now? What kind of sick things are these agents doing that you could spend that much time in a woman's closet? They took what? They broke into a safe. Well, did you have a warrant for the safe? One thing that's weird is we still don't know officially what the uh, warrant says. Last night, Trump's attorney was on with Jesse Waters on Fox. She claims that they showed the attorneys on the scene the warrant, but wouldn't let them keep a copy of it, just showed it to them. I know lawyer. I don't know if that's legal. It sure sounds sketchy as hell. But here, listen to her say it's a very short clip. People are saying, oh, well, why doesn't the president's attorney just release the warrant? They were probably handed a warrant before the feds showed up to kick the door down. Why wouldn't you do that? Actually, um, my understanding from the attorneys on the ground was that they weren't given the warrant. They were allowed to see it and then taken back. Oh, so they don't have a copy That's of it. That's my understanding. Oh. Now, that's very bizarre. I don't know if that happens very often if you're law enforcement and Federal law enforcement, I, I welcome you correcting me or informing me or what have you, but it seems rather bizarre to me that this would be the case, that this could be the case, especially if you're looking for things that are just documents, unless you can say an argument is they're very explicit in the warrant of what they're looking for, and it's these documents, and they are top-secret documents, and they say X, Y, or Z, then maybe, just maybe. 
But that doesn't explain why they're crawling through Melania's closet. If they're looking for very explicit documents, specific documents, they knew where the documents were stored. They knew where the documents were kept. They didn't need to spend nine and a half hours there. There's a lot we don't know about this. There's a lot we'll probably never know about this. You've got uh, both sides, frankly, have an incentive to BS about it for sympathy's sake or to damage the former president's sake, to cause outrage or to try and quell outrage and stir up Democrats into excitement. I don't know where the truth is. I know that the people in positions to tell us the truth aren't. And they're not really all that interested in telling us the truth. That's right. The whole concept, though, is rather disturbing. There's no question about that. But have I mentioned that Corinne Jean-Pierre is historic? Because she is. Just it's historically bad at her job. As we're sitting here watching, you know, the Democrats scream about threats to democracy. This is a horrible situation. They're they're giddy beside themselves um, with joy about the raid. It's kind of pathetic. Not surprising. I'd never say it's surprising. These people are incapable of surprising me. But when you get Ron Klain, you realize just how devoid of reality. It's not even in denial. They're devoid of reality. These are people who have never had to face it. Who, what are they going to do? Who's going to hold these people accountable? The media's job is to hold these people accountable. They are not interested in holding these people accountable. So these people... They become emboldened by this sort of stuff so that the chief of staff to the president of the United States can tweet out jobs up and inflation down, wages up and gas prices down. You, uh, he's, uh, he's almost as embarrassing as Joe is. His argument, you don't know how good you've got it. You've got it so good, shut your mouth. Learn your place. Gas prices are down. Inflation is down. Inflation is down relative to what? 8.6% inflation, 8.5% inflation. Nothing to sniff at, nothing to be proud of. You inherited less than 3% inflation. That's kind of the problem. Jobs up. Jobs are up insofar as people have taken multiple jobs. Why? To make ends meet because of inflation. The labor participation rate is the lowest since the 1970s. The number of Americans with multiple jobs to make ends meet, thanks to that inflation, Ron, is at an all-time high. An all-time high. But Democrats are telling you you don't know how good you've got it. You don't know how good you've got it. Stop complaining. Stop whining. Sure, you can't afford steak, but it costs you slightly less to fill up your gas tank. Granted, it costs you twice as much to fill up your gas tank as it used to, but now it's it's no longer three times as much. So shut up and learn your place. Wages are up. Yeah, you got another job so you could fill up your gas tank, but that just means that there are more jobs created. Jobs aren't created. All the money that the government has been throwing around for COVID and all the welfare programs that they created and expanded, have empowered people not to work. Go anywhere. Go to uh, 
Go visit Joe in Rehoboth Beach. What will you see? You will see signs on the door. I've been there. I was there last month. You will see signs on the door that say that, uh, sorry, we had to limit hours. Not because we don't like a profit, but we had to limit hours because we can't find enough people to work. It's the Rehoboth Beach, a tourist destination where my father lives in northern Michigan, not a tourist destination, yet you'll find the same things. The social center of town, restaurant up there, good restaurant, popular restaurant. You go there on an average day, you go there on an average day before all of this. If you weren't there early, you'd have to wait. You'd have to sit there and wait for a table to open up. The place was packed. Now the place is closed on Mondays and Tuesdays. Not because the owners who are trying to sell the joint, not because the owners said, you know what? We made enough money. We don't really, five days a week is more than enough money. I don't want to have to, now let's, no, there are three owners. If they wanted days off, they could alternate. There's plenty of time off. No, they are closed two days a week. Because they can't find the staff willing to work. The wait staff in particular. The McDonald's in town is attached to a gas station. There's a gate that comes down. There's a gate. The gate has been down since COVID. The gate is still down. Not because of COVID. Not because they're scared of COVID. You can only get through the drive through Because why? Because the McDonald's, which is offering starting pay up to $17 an hour for McDonald's. Literally, a would you like fries with that job for 17 bucks an hour? They can't find people to do that. They can't have and can't get enough people on staff to be able to open the inside, the interior, the booths at McDonald's. Next time we go visit my dad, I'm half tempted to go, you know what, I'm going to put a week in at McDonald's. 17 bucks an hour. I'll take all the hours you can throw my way. That's a nice chunk of change. But in this country, we've made it pretty damned easy to not work. We made it pretty easy. The social safety net is now a hammock. It's a lovely hammock swaying in the breeze. Glorious breeze on a nice 72 degree day. And you're in the shade. But it's sunny everywhere. So when you get the attorney or the uh, chief of staff to the president saying, things are great. Things are great. He is lying to you. He's paid to lie. It is his job to lie. And he does it with vigor. Absolutely does it with vigor. Got to return. I just saw this uh, clip of the president of the United States. It is... um, I don't. I, I want to swear about this. I really do, but I'm not going to. But you, you look at this guy, and you, I want to say all sorts of really horrible things that'll get me into trouble. But I'm not going to do any of that. I'm just going to play it for you. The president of the United States. Whenever there is economic news, they roll him out of his crypt, bring him downstairs, load the teleprompter, give him a little binder, and set him out there, and he is so damned stupid that he doesn't know. Now, I've told you about the inflation numbers. Inflation numbers are down 
from last month. Last month they were 9.1%. This month they are 8.5%, a 0.6 percentage point decrease. Now, under the Trump administration, even really under the Obama administration, inflation was really under 2% most of the time. So this is significant. This is significant. Joe Biden inherited low to no inflation. And he is being, now you have to sit there, and this is really the, where the danger is. As a, an American citizen, do you, do you think the president is stupid? Or do you think he's a liar? Do you think he is senile? Or, or just full of it? I don't know what the answer is. There is no way on God's green earth anybody could look at this data that came out today and, and come away with what Joe Biden says. So either he didn't look at it or he doesn't have the mental capacity to understand the basics of it. I don't know which is worse, but it's one or the other because I can't envision a third. If you're open to it, if you can think of a third option, I'm I'm all ears. Please let me know. But he's either and he's so far gone senile that he doesn't know or he's just incredibly stupid and a liar. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. He knows that he's not going to be held accountable. Or he, even if he is, because this is one of those things where the fact checkers go, I got, I, I have to, I have to fact check this. This is too obvious. This isn't a, a throwaway line in a speech. This is the crux of what he says in prepared remarks before giving a statement on something else. I want to address this. Thing. This is a straight up bald faced lie. This is embarrassing. This is something that. They would never stop harassing Donald Trump over if he'd said it. And Joe Biden just goes out there and shows his ass to everybody. Almost daring these people, go ahead, fact check me, see if I care. Now, what am I talking about? The President of the United States says there's zero inflation last month. Zero. The number is 8.6%. He says zero literally zero, not figuratively, not some sort of analogy, not some thought, zero. Listen to this. About the news that came out today relative to the economy. Actually, I just want to say a number, zero. Today, we received news that our economy had 0% inflation in the month of July. 0%. Here's what that means. While the price of some things go up, went up last month, the price of other things went down by the same amount. The result, zero inflation last month. But people are still hurting. But zero inflation last month. Zero inflation last month. Zero. It's not remotely true. You can't even spin that to be true. The number is 8.5%. Will the fact checkers give him hell for that? Will anybody give him hell? Well, on the nightly news, will you sit there and say, David Muir, here's Mr. Hairdo, president said there was zero inflation. That's just crazy. I don't know where that comes from. He's lying to you, ladies and gentlemen. No. No, they won't. Donald Trump says that Melania is the most beloved first lady the country's ever had. That gets a fact check from the Washington Post. Joe Biden comes out and flies. I'll be curious to see if Glenn Kessler wakes up and says, oh, I guess I got to do this. I doubt he will. 
but it would be nice if he did. The problem is, the thing is, that Joe Biden's handlers, I can't say Joe Biden knows, because Joe Biden has always been a liar. But Joe Biden has always been one of those liars where you sit there and you go, I think he believes his lies. I think he be- I think he thinks people like him. I think he thinks chicks dig Everybody has that friend, like, you know, chicks dig me. Walk around and, oh, yeah, chicks love me. And uh, they don't. They look at him and they go, you, you spent 20 minutes talking to that chick, and the second you walked away, she made eye contact with me and rolled her eyes. Please, God, help me. Everybody knows somebody like that. Maybe Joe thinks that he can get away with this. Maybe he thinks that he's that popular. Maybe he, you never know with Biden whether it's senility or stupidity. There are um, equal parts of both. Neither one is particularly good, but there are equal parts of both in there. And, and depending on the day, senile people have moments of lucidity. And having the wherewithal to be able to go out and just read a, uh, a teleprompter is uh, it, it's, some, it's a muscle he's been flexing his whole life to be phony. But you also have to remember that this is a guy who's lied about his own life. He's lied about his own biography. He plagiarized. He lost. He had to drop out of the presidential race in 1988 because he lied about his own life. He plagiarized somebody else's life as his own. He plagiarized in law school and then lied about it. Oh, I've, he quoted five solid pages with no citation whatsoever. Nothing. Passed it off as his own and said, oh, I just... Uh, I miscited. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You you deliberately pre- passed off somebody else's work as your own. And these are the things that people caught. You got to remember about Joe Biden is he grew up at a time before the internet. Obviously, he grew up in the time before computers. He grew up at a time when you did research by physically going to a library or finding an encyclopedia and looking it up. You go to various law journals if you're citing something in law school, and you you. You, you find something that makes your case and you quote it and you cite it there and you're supposed to cite it properly. Joe, you five. I don't think you can cite five pages, five whole pages of something. I don't think that's, you know, in uh, fair use in print is about 250 words. You can do more, but in general, that's about eh, a quarter to a half of a third to a half of a page. 250 words. Or more, any more than that, you shouldn't do it. You should pay a royalty or something, technically. But uh, now, if you're quoting something, you can quote more than that in a news story. But for in your book or whatever, that's the rule of thumbs. 250, or you're going to have to really sort of really supersite it. Joe did five pages with no citation whatsoever. He was passing that off as his own work. And he cited something that he was uh, fairly certain, although it turned out not to be so, fairly certain that his law professors wouldn't know. Because before the Internet, you couldn't really search for things very easily. It was hard to find out whether or not somebody plagiarized. Because you ha- if you didn't read the obscure journal or thesis or whatever that they were quoting, you'd have no idea whether or not they quoted it accurately. What are you going to do? Is something with 100 footnotes you're going to go through and check every single footnote? No, you're not. 
So you could get away with it. That's what Joe Biden was thinking is, I can get away with this. They're never going to know. They found out. Somebody found out. But he got away with it. What was the consequence for Joe? There's no consequence for Joe. Joe has to drop out of the presidential race in disgrace in 1988. And the people of Delaware said, you keep going back to Washington, Joe. No consequence. A little bit of humiliation, but he's so stupid. Stupid people humiliate themselves regularly and then go right back and take another bite at the apple. This is who and what Joe Biden is. It's true. So he can go out there, he can lie with a straight face. Zero inflation. Zero inflation. There's no way to bastardize these numbers this way in any way, shape, or form. Because he knows that the odds of him being fact-checked are almost nothing. And even if he is fact-checked, who cares? The lie will have gone around the world 15 times before the truth gets its pants on, as Winston Churchill said. And it may actually be 150 times now in the digital age. So the question ultimately is, is Joe Biden stupid or senile? Or both? Because it's not neither. That much we can be sure of. All right, we've got other things to get to as the President of the United States is lying to you. I want to play you something from... This trans issue is honestly out of control. I saw this video today and I thought, this, what is this video? There's got to be more context. To this. No, this is the entirety of the video. It's about 40 seconds long and it is from Boston Children's Hospital. Boston Children's Hospital. This is the hospital for children. That's right there in the name. They posted it themselves. It's on the official verified Boston Children's Hospital YouTube page. Let me just see. What are the other types of videos that these people have for Boston Children's Hospital? There's a message from the president, blah, blah, blah. Let's see. uh, Who is on my child's care team? What should I look for in the center? What... uh, what is virtual enema training? I'm not sure that there's 162 people out there who've wanted to watch that video. Uh, you should be on a watch list. What is bowel management? Okay, but these are all things that are important, theoretically, about children's health care. If parents are looking for things, who manages long-term care? How do we perform surgeries? If you're a parent and you're going to Boston Children's Hospital, I could see why you'd be very concerned about this. Well, there's a video out there that is, good Lord, what what happens prior to vaginoplasty? I don't want to know. Good Lord, they really have all sorts of... uh, videos about trans issues. Now, this is, again, a children's hospital. I'm going to play you this thing because the video is uh, called What Happens During a Gender-Affirming Hysterectomy. What Happens During a Gender-Affirming Hysterectomy. 
want you to listen. These people are um, in charge of health care for thousands of kids. Thousands of kids. And they're talking, this is genital mutilation. This is body mutilation. This is, this is irreversible. They can't perform a hysterectomy on your 15-year-old. And then your 15-year-old, when they're 17, goes, wait a second, I'm not, I don't really, I'm not a man. I'm a woman. They can't put it back in. You're, you're changed forever. And it's all due to political correctness. Again, this is a children's hospital, Boston Children's Hospital. A gender-affirming hysterectomy is very similar to most hysterectomies that occur. A hysterectomy itself is the removal of the uterus, the cervix, which is the opening of the uterus, and the fallopian tubes, which are attached to the sides of the uterus. Some gender-affirming hysterectomies will also include the removal of the ovaries, but that's technically a separate procedure called a bilateral oophorectomy. And not every gender-affirming hysterectomy includes that, and people who are getting gender-affirming hysterectomies do not have to have their ovaries removed. I love the cheery music underneath there. Oh, you know, here's gender-affirming hysterectomy. It's just like a regular hysterectomy. No, it's not. A regular hysterectomy is performed on somebody who, for medical purposes, whatever, for, to save their life, to cancer, what have you, has the surgery done. A gender-affirming hysterectomy is somebody with gender dysphoria decides that God made a mistake and they're going to correct it surgically. <laughs> like, that's not possible. You have no idea what another gender feels like. You have no idea what another human being actually feels like. Even if you've gone through similar things, people process things wildly differently. What you're doing is you are having delusions. You are having a mental breakdown. You are in need of therapy. That's what you're in need of. Not having your reproductive organs removed permanently from your body and throwing out of whack all the hormones that go along with the maintenance of those organs and therefore altering your body even further permanently. Nope. And that's uh, Dr. Francis Grimstad of Boston Children's Division of Gynecology. She explains what to expect. There's no comments. I don't believe that they allow comments on their videos because why would they? Just shut your mouth. And oh, by the way, it's Boston. I would bet you dollars to donuts that if you found out, somebody found out that you know your 15-year-old is meeting with somebody like Dr. Frances Grimson, and she's smiling all throughout this thing. You can hear it in her voice. Like, oh, it's just this, it's just like that. Nobody has a hysterectomy. He's like, what are you doing next Tuesday? I got nothing. I got nothing on my plate. Why? What do you got in mind? How about we go in for uh, hysterectomies? You know what? I do have the time. All right, sure. Let's do it. Nobody's doing it for that reason. Nobody has a gallbladder removed because their Tuesday is free. These are life-altering things that are done for medical purposes normally, and now they're done for psychological purposes. Rather than dealing with the root causes of these delusions that these people have, suddenly they're all going, no, 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 no. My six-year-old knows that uh, they, their pronouns are third-person plural, they know that they are a woman or a girl or, or a boy or whatever, and so let's surgically alter their bodies. And you say, oh, well, Derek, 
Nobody's talking about this for children. This video came from Boston Children's Hospital. Boston Children's Hospital. It's right there in the name. They maybe have the facilities to treat elderly patients, but I don't think that's the main focus. So I don't think that they're going to be making videos for adults. Well, they're making them for parents. They're making them for a political audience. I mean, honestly, what is vaginoplasty? Is a video there. Now, this is under the understanding gender thing for a children's hospital. And you're sitting there and you're going, well, nobody would dare, nobody would dare do this? Did anybody really believe I'm going to catch hell for this, maybe, but it's it's a comparison. It's an apt comparison. Anybody really believe that human beings were capable of what the Nazis did before the Nazis did it? Not individuals. There have always been horrible individuals. But did anybody really believe that human beings in mass, that, yes, you have a madman in charge, but that madman gives an order to do horrible things somewhere down the line. Somebody's going to go, I'm not going to do these horrible things. You don't. It doesn't happen. They do those horrible things under the guise of us only following orders. You can sit there and look at the damage done to the Republic. It's certainly less uh, dramatic, but it's still an example of the raid on Mar-a-Lago. Nobody said, nobody in the chain of command, nobody down to the field agents who conducted the raid said, this doesn't feel right. I don't think we should be doing this. There's no evidence. There's nothing. We're going for some documents. The hell. I'm not going to raid the former president's house when we could knock. I'm not going to do that. Nobody did it. Everybody went along with it. Everybody went along with it because we as a species, it's very few people would ever actually look at an immoral or illegal or unethical or really horrible order and go, well, I'm not going to do that. I, I, I will resign. There was a time when people would resign in principle, or so I'm told, when people were presented with uh, choices that they simply could not countenance, they could not live with. And they would say, you know what, I, I resign. I can't work for this person. I can't do this job. The orders that were coming in. The, the, the Saturday Night Massacre under Richard Nixon, Attorney General, was ordered to fire the special counsel. He refused. He refused. I don't think he resigned. I think he was fired by Nixon. And then somebody else was appointed. I don't know how many people were appointed before my time. But the idea is they refused to do it. It was the wrong thing to do, and they refused to do it. Now people just go, that's the right thing to do. Or it doesn't matter, or we're not allowed to judge. Who are we to, uh, to judge anyway? So you can go to the children, Boston Children's Hospital YouTube page. They have understanding gender, facial harmoniz- harmonization. I don't know what that is. I can only imagine and speculate what that is understanding gender fertility preservation is a video fertility 
present. Well, if you're removing somebody's uterus, there is no not going to be any preservation. They have a ton of videos. Understanding gender, jaw and facial feminization. That's the title of a video. Maybe I'll look more into these and have more of them on tomorrow because this is horrible. You feel like a woman, so you've got to butcher your body. Butcher your body. Can't drink. Can't smoke a cigarette. But you kids, we're all all in for you butchering your body, removing your organs. And good luck to you. Hope it all works out. Hope you don't wake up one day and go, wait a second. Uh, I was wrong about that. It just turns out that I was really depressed. This is a sickness, ladies and gentlemen. Fertility consultation, forehead and facial feminization. Understanding gender, gynecologist support. Nose and facial feminization. You're just going to put a kid through complete and total body reconstructive surgery because at age seven they saw some Disney thing and said, you know what? I'm a princess. I'm a prince. No, you're not a princess. To never let go of that. God, these people are sick. It's no wonder they don't allow comments on any of these things. Understanding gender, what happens. Some of these things I can't even really... Well, first of all, I don't know what the hell some of them are. But other ones, you're sitting there and you're going, I can't say that. I can't say those words. I can't say... I can't say that. What... Understanding gender. What patients achieve with phalioplasty? Now, I don't know which way that's going from the hot dog to the bun or the bun to the hot dog, whatever, but you're talking about children. They're talking about a children's hospital. This is a children's hospital. If you live in Boston, you can't trust what I assume is the leading children's hospital in Boston to care for your child if they employ people willing to do this. Joseph Mengele is looking up from hell going, I never even thought to do that stuff. That's how sick some of these people are. So, all right, I got another clip from this Boston Children's Hospital. Just, I, I, I can't imagine any of these videos. I, I've only watched two. And like I say, maybe I'll look at more of them for tomorrow just because you sit there and you go, is this is this real? Can this be real? And the answer is maybe. It has to. Well, these are real. These are real. I don't... I don't, I don't want to believe that they're real. I don't want to believe that these people are in charge of taking care of children. That they're, they have tons of videos up there about children and gender and these are the actual doctors this video is um let's see learn how boston children's urologist dr richard Yu, why you dr richard Yu and his colleagues tackle potential complications with phalioplasty surgeries now they've got things for vaginoplasty you name it anything reconstruction the complete 
overhaul of a human body, of a child's body, surgically, to match a delusion. And they're all, I don't see one of them that says, really making sure with a psychiatrist that uh, you're on the right track here. No, or why it's important to wait until the child is an adult themselves before you do. Nope, there's none of that. It's just straight up liberal propaganda. I'll give you a, there's nothing gross. There's nothing FCC violations of this, but there is, um, it's just, well, it is gross. And it's, it's, he's talking about a child. I want you to know how these people talk and how these, therefore how these people think. And it's weird. It's just like the libs of TikTok, that Boston Children's Hospital, maybe, I don't know what goes on up in Boston, but Boston Children's Hospital must think that, this is this is cool with Bostonians. Maybe it is cool with Bostonians. Why else would they declare they break these videos and then they declare they show them to the world. They show them to the world. Libs of TikTok just takes what these leftists tell the world and go, My God, can you believe these leftists are telling the world this stuff? It's kind of like that. Listen to well listen to Dr. Richard Yu. Talk about phalioplasty and complications. Remember, he's talking about children. If we suspect that there's a complication after surgery, we will do our utmost best to make that diagnosis and determine what the complication is and also do additional imaging and urine testing to see how we should best manage that complication. Normally, in the case of a fistula, we prefer that the fistulas are given at least a minimum of six months to heal fully before any additional surgery is performed. And that is because of all the reconstructive surgery performed and the need to allow that tissue to return to a normal state prior to doing additional surgery. Similarly, if there's an issue with the urethral stricture, the most important thing that we have to address is we need to ensure that the patient is able to empty their bladder effectively. Sometimes some of our patients are able to continue to urinate, although with some additional straining. In some cases, our patients are not able to urinate effectively to empty their bladder, and they may require replacement of a tube that directly drains their bladder called a suprapubic tube. Talking about children there, Dr. Richard Yu. I love how he says we have to wait for the, uh, the tissue to return to normal. No, what you're doing... <laughs> It'll never return to normal. You have expressly, surgically butchered it for all time. That's what you did. That's your job, apparently. Don't worry. If we messed up the piping, we can uh, we can stick a tube in there and probably figure it out. Well, what percentage of children mutilated have these problems and then have to have these follow-up surgeries and follow-up surgeries and artificial this put in there and whatever? Is it, is it worth? If you can't get a tattoo till you're 18 years old, should you be able to do this at 12? Hell no. But there is an entire wing of the Democrat Party out there that insists. Why, yes, you you should, and in fact, you must. You must be allowed to do these sorts of things. It's natural, and it's celebrated. The Blaze has a story. There's a an ESPN writer. Now, I don't follow ESPN. I barely ever watch ESPN. 
But uh, I, I, it's like the Huffington Post now. ESPN writer Michelle Vopel announced Tuesday, quote, I'm transitioning to mail. I'm transitioning to mail. Quote, in sports media, we're lucky to tell stories of others' journeys. We have our own, too. Part of mine is being transgender, and I'm transitioning to mail. Byline now, M.A. Vopel. Pronouns he, him. Please feel free to call me Vopel, MV, Michael, Mike. I'm good with them all, Vopel tweeted. And of course, it being ESPN, if you want to keep your job and you know this person at all, you better get in line to suck up to him and say, wow, you're so brave. You're so, you're so courageous. No, you're so crazy. You're going to, look, I don't care what you do. You want to butcher your body. You're an adult. Go ahead and do it. If you discover that it is not the cure for what ails you, if it is not the way to combat the depression that you suffer from, uh, don't look for sympathy from me. You might get it, but don't count on it. So the announcement was met with positive feedback from ESPN colleagues. Quote, proud to be teammates with you, Vopel, Alexa Philippou tweeted. Wow, Vopel, congrats. I love it. Congrats. Congratulations. Congrat you really congratulate people on this? How about Mikey? Will that fly? Proud to have you as a colleague, TJ Quinn tweeted. Proud to be your teammate, MV. Forever admiring you, Charlotte Gibson tweeted. <laughs> it's not an accomplishment. I've decided to butcher my I've decided to remove my left hand. You know, I'm right-handed. It's really dominant. I've decided to remove my... my. I'm going to start off with the pinky and see if I can go without that. And then we'll go... Oh, you're so brave. You're so courageous. You're living as your authentic self. You right-handed person, you. You're sitting there and you're just... That pinky really... When you sip tea, you don't even put it out properly with your left hand. You always sip tea with your right hand. So, you know, get rid of that pinky. Let's do this thing. Would it be met with that? There are people who do have that extreme problem that they butcher their body to the point that they are getting parts of them amputated. What's more disturbing is not that there are people that disturbed. There are people plenty disturbed. What's more disturbing is that there are doctors out there going, well, it looks like your insurance will cover it, so sure, I'll take the leg. We live in a world where delusions are being routinely embraced and indulged and therefore encouraged and kids look at this stuff and they go look at that person look at vopal over there vopal's being celebrated for the i want to be celebrated everybody loves vopal reminds me of a play i was in in high school called everybody loves opal everybody loves vopal so maybe everybody will love me I'm trans now. Now, I'm not going to butcher my body, and I'm not going to have uh, date girls, but I'm a trans man now or whatever, but I'm gay. Or so. They just find these new creative ways to do weird things, and society, thanks to Democrats, is losing the ability to go, no, no, you're just, you're just attention-seeking, or you're crazy. Since we're talking about these insane gender things, the libs of TikTok posted this video of this chick 
she is uh, she's a substitute teacher, which means that she's well on her way to becoming a teacher. Um, I don't know what the hell's wrong with these people. Why they think the world needs to know this crap. But they really do genuinely seem to think that the world needs to know this crap about them. She's trying to figure out what to have students call her. She's going from teaching preschool to teaching actual elementary school. And so she's laboring over this. And you want to talk about somebody who's wildly insecure. Somebody you don't want anywhere near children. I don't think she's going to abuse children or anything like that. But you don't want any of her habits or any of her existence rubbing off on children because she's insane, wildly insecure. That's what this this weirdo substitute teacher is. Today is my first day subbing in an elementary school rather than a preschool. And in preschool, you're just like teacher, your first name. But in elementary school, you're like Mr. or Mrs. Last Name. And so I've been trying to think and like decide what my teacher name is going to be. And I don't want to be Mrs. Last Name. Like I've never wanted to be Mrs. Last Name. So for a while, I thought like Ms. Last Name would be okay. But like, I don't know. I didn't love it. And then I was like, okay, how about Ms. H? Like Ms. H would be okay. But then last night I was thinking and I was thinking, I was like, Ms. H just gives like the vibes of like, a woman and that just and like that just doesn't and so i was like mix h like that just like mix h just sounds that like that just just and so now i'm having a gender crisis but i'm also not quite brave enough to introduce myself as mix h yet so Ms. h it is for now and apparently i need to update my pronouns okay bye yeah, apparently I need to update my... No, uh, you need to update your medicine. That's what you need to update. If you really want to get technical about it. Your pronouns are just fine. And nobody... Why would you sit there in your car, outside your job, theoretically, and think the world needs to know the thought process through uh, that I'm going through right now? And put that out there. It's because we've lost control of society. A bit of shame went a long way to keeping people from doing all sorts of horrible things. If you drove through a neighborhood and you see an El Camino on bricks on the front lawn, you go, well, that's not a house you want to be around and that's not a neighborhood you really want to be a part of. Because I guarantee you there's somebody in a neighborhood where it's a nice neighborhood where there are no El Caminos on bricks in front of the the house that there's somebody in that neighborhood who really wishes they could put an El Camino up on bricks. But they don't. They don't for fear of being shamed or what have you. They just don't. It's They're going to be ostracized. They're going to be uninvited from the neighborhood barbecue, whatever it is, and they don't do those things. Shame, a stigma being attached to things goes a long way, or at least it used to go a long way. Now, thanks to Democrats, you can't judge any. Who are you to judge? You can't judge anybody. Stop judging anybody. You sit there and you go, what the hell has society become? This is what society has become, where this girl sitting in the parking lot of a school going, I, I'm a, I want them to call me this, but I'm a little nervous about that. And I, how about they just call you Miss whatever the hell your last name is, Okay. Or if you can't handle that, if that's a bridge too far, that it's going to damage your fragile little psyche, call up the school district and say, no, I can't work today, and in fact, I can't do this job anymore. How about that? That's not a bridge too far. That would be helpful. That would be useful. That would be smart. 
nuts. These people are nuts. Last, speaking of people who are nuts, Nancy Pelosi. I, I said good things about Nancy Pelosi going to Taiwan because you can't allow the communists to uh, dictate where our political leaders can and can't go. Weirdly, there are a lot of people on the right who are like, Nancy Pelosi's playing with fire. She's going to start World War III. Like, I get it. You don't like Nancy Pelosi. But too bad. Okay? We cannot start kowtowing. Don't do things to because the, the communists might not like it. Well, that opens up a whole can of worms of things that uh, you can't do and uh, that will help the communists. Not doing those things will help the communists. So I thought she did a good job. She comes back. And in an interview with the Today Show with Savannah Guthrie, she lost her damn mind. I don't know what the hell. Maybe she's sitting there and she's talking about the difference between, you know, the the one China policy says that they're both China. Taiwan and China are China. It doesn't seem to me to be what the hell she's talking about in this clip, but uh, you never know. She calls China one of the freest countries in the world. I, I have to hope she's talking about Taiwan. But uh, she might view communism as freedom. She just might. You never know. We still support the one China policy. We go there to acknowledge the status quo is what our policy is. There is nothing disruptive about that. It was only about saying China is one of the freest societies in the world don't take it from me that's from freedom house let's it's talk a, a little bit democracy yeah. courageous people and and it's it just i don't know why it is uh, except there's some commercial interest who would like to diminish uh the relationship <laughs> it's, a, it's a strong democracy over there in china that's what they're known for when you think of china don't you think of the strong democracy don't you think of a strong democracy placing a boot on the neck of its population, committing genocide against a segment of its population because they are of the wrong ethnicity or wrong religion? Maybe she's talking about Taiwan, but why wouldn't she say Taiwan? I, I, wouldn't she, I don't know why she wouldn't say Taiwan. She might be that insane. I do always think that a lot of Democrats look at totalitarian regimes around the world with serious envy. Serious envy. Anyway, that is all the time we have for today. I do appreciate you listening. Have yourself a glorious day. And fear not, because the insanity will continue. We will monitor it, and we will bring you a sane look at it all tomorrow. Thanks for listening.